Welcome to the Stain and Seal Experts Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to wood care and professional wood care contractors. I'm your host, Caleb Roth, founder of the Stain and Seal Experts Nashville's professional wood care contractor. Join me as I interview experts from around the globe, talk about wood care and all things stain and seal. The only way this show grows is when you like, share, or leave a rating for our show. Please take a moment, leave us a five-star review, and share this show with someone you know who may benefit. Today's show is sponsored by Expert Professional Wood Care. At Stain and Seal Experts, we need a product that anyone can use with any skill level that can be used in any temperature because Nashville, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. We need something that can be used in freezing temperatures as well as over 100 degrees. Expert Stain and Seal does just that. Also, the penetrating stains and sealers that they make stop warping, cracking, and twisting, which are the number one reason that contractors get callbacks for fence and deck construction. So... If you've got a project coming up or you've got a service business and you want to add standing to it, give Expert Stain and Seal a try. It's available at select retailers across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and quite a few online retailers as well, like Amazon, Stain Depot, FenceArmor.com, and the Stain and Seal Expert Store. Let's get started with the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. i got a great episode today. This is an interview I did with Dan Wheeler from the Fence Industry Podcast. We talk about a lot of things, staining and sealing and wood restoration. Also talk about how this kind of peers into the fence industry. As you know, we stain a lot of fences. And then we talk about some things that you might know, uh, might expect to see on the show, and then some things you just might not expect to see. So tune in, get ready, um, get your pen and paper out to write down some of the announcements, and let's get started. Caleb Roth. Hey, man. How's it going? Fence fam, fence fam. I love it. Caleb, do you see this shirt right here? I do, yep. Name another podcast you've been on, Caleb, that the host wore an expert St. Seal shirt. Come on. Uh, let's see here. Um... Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I like it, Caleb. I like it. You got the beard going there, huh? I'm just trying to. Stay warm, man. That's right, man. Uh, <clears throat> it, we've been lucky this winter so far, Caleb. We're still out there plugging away full steam ahead so yep. i i like yep, it still still pretty decent here too let's say hi to a couple guys here northwoods customs vicato fence and weld um alan hey's my salesman and stain guy your wife ashley is on here caleb um got someone from china um front rock fences from canada what is up man i seen you stopped over at joe's fences unlimited guys we have caleb roth on with uh expert saying Hill out of nashville tennessee man nashville is like the hottest ticket right now caleb there's gonna be a lot of fence guys for a couple weeks down there uh let's first of all i want to cover Sandy university let's get those dates out there in the beginning of the podcast so just in case anybody want doesn't tune in the whole length february 8th and 9th um Alexandria, Tennessee, which is just east of Nashville, correct? Yep, you got it. That's it. Um, it's, is it still at the same fairgrounds? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it at the fairgrounds. Got um, got a big time planned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got a lot of people signed up, and uh, it's going to be all about wood care. So wood, wood fences, decks, log homes, staining. We're going to talk about staining and sealing all of it and, and cleaning it, too. If, if uh, Going to go over some pre-staining, uh, be all kind of stuff. So it'll be a good time. And it's hands-on. Yep. Uh, and then you even go through, you give like a Bible of staining. Uh, I was saying with Brian Fredrickson last year with the FWA, and he just was blown away by that uh, that that pamphlet, that booklet that you gave out, and it breaks everything down for you, how to charge, coverage rates, all that type of stuff. Um, it, it, it's everything. Like it, you can go in there, 
um, knowing not a lot of anything about staining, you can leave there pretty well versed. In my opinion, I did. We soaked that all in, um, and we benefited from it. And this will be my third year, Caleb, already. Holy Moses, dude. Time flies, man. That is that's for sure. Uh, Eubanks Fencing. What up, Craig? He's up there in Indiana. Um, and then we know Matt with Front Rock Fences. He uses expert stain seal. He uh, got my got my shirt on too. I like it. Oops, oops wrong oops. side. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Right. There it is. It's on the it's on the correct side. That's right. <clears throat> um, Bam is on here. Hello, Bam. How are you doing? Uh, Caleb Fence Tech. The big thing right now, man. Uh, Fence Tech is going to be crazy. It's in your hometown. It's in your backyard. What does expert stain seal, um, anything new? Um, you guys got any colors of stains dropping? Give me what to expect um, and a fence tech attendee when they come up to the expert stain seal booth. Well, I think the number one thing that we have to offer the world is our people. And uh, so our people will be there. We're not going to have any kind of an extravagant mm-hmm. display or, or, or gimmicks to get anybody in our booth. You know, we're not going to be giving away free beer and hot wings. So, uh <laughs> It's just it's just going to be a lot of smiling faces there, and so it'll be it'll be cool that the you know we're in our hometown. We'll be able to bring more of our team members. Awesome, um, because you know some people just they don't like to travel, so we'll be able to get them get them down there to the show and uh, see everybody's smiling face and uh, put names with faces. Most importantly, so I think that's it. We'll just we'll be there. Um, we're going to be showcasing all of, all of our products, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, and hopefully meeting a, a lot of a lot of people that are in our neighborhood that we don't know. And, and hopefully a lot of people from around the world. Yeah, it, I think uh, I think this is going to be the fence deck of a fence decks, Caleb. Like, the buzz right yep. now is unreal. It's out of control. Um, everyone's excited to get there to network. Networking <laughs> is a big thing. And not only just fence tech, but staying university, um, in your opinion, because I preach this, Caleb, I preach getting to these live events and meeting people and shaking hands and getting to, to meet people that are one step or two or three steps ahead in business than where you're at. You can pick their brain. In your opinion, how important is it to get to these live events and network? Um, well, <clears throat> you know, like what your dreams are, mm-hmm. uh, whatever your dreams are for life or business, if, if you a lot of people like they don't know how they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but if you find someone who's been there and done that, they can, they can, uh, they can, you know, take that learning curve almost completely out of it. So, um, I think mentorship's important. I think coaching's important and uh, you're not going to find those places, those things usually, unless you go to these type of events and find people there who've been there and done that. So, uh, if you want to get to the next level and you want to, you want to run instead of walk or crawl, then, these type of events, FinSTech, Staining University, uh, any of those things, you know, there's other ones out there that that's going to cut your, you know, your learning curve way down. So Absolutely. that's what I'm doing. I'm going, you're going, and uh, those things help. Absolutely. Um, you got a question on here, Caleb. What's the lowest temperature you can uh, apply <clears throat> stain? He's up in northern Colorado. Um, probably like negative two or 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's any any temperature. There's you, you really don't have a temperature requirement. If the wood is dry. You can you can apply stain in any temperature. Um, I guess there would be a certain point when oil would maybe turn into a solid, but it would be it would be very 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 low. So I know in negative you know negative ten you can still stain a deck. Yeah. So stain a fence. So 
I'm going to do some wild videos this winter, Caleb. We got some lumber in our in our shop, and I want to go out there when it's like zero and uh, do some staining and improve it because we've stained when it's pretty cold. Um, Justin Menentz. Zeros. Yeah, zero. zero's nothing, man. Yeah. That's nothing. You can, you can stain in that. Basically, if you can go out there and stand it, you can stain. Yes. And same with the heat. If you can stand the heat, you can stain in it. And that's exactly what I tell people is if you can tolerate the temperature on the higher low side, then you can stain. So that as long as the, the wood is um, dry, um, we have that little two prong thing that you, you, I got it. I got the same one you have. Um, and it's digital. So check it a couple spots. Boom. You're ready to rock and roll. We absolutely love it. Um, here's a Catahoula. Can't afford fence tech this year man if you're part of the afa they have sponsorships and stuff um there's whether there's a will there's a way um there's different ways to get to fence tech nashville's in the middle of the country you really just got to be there thursday if you it's one night basically um be there all day thursday that's when it's the long uh show floor hours i highly recommend it there um flanagan fencing those guys are up northeast caleb he is saying what is up um hello caleb now do you do you have a new shop that I'm hearing rumblings of or a new facility or we, we did, we bought a, we bought a nice property, um, November last year, December last year and spent all year, a bunch of people from our team built it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, bam, bam, he's listening. He's got a ton of sweat equity in that. And, uh, so yeah, we've got a new place and it's uh very proud of it. So maybe you can come see it. Dude, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, come down a couple three four days early of fence tech and stay a couple three four days late uh there's like a little tour i want to hit but we are just still just repping fence out up here Caleb. we've been lucky we've been blessed i'll take it um so it's lightening our spring load a lot um <clears throat> one thing caleb i want to hit on and this is becoming more and more common in the fence world is pre-stain it, mm -hmm. it seems yes. like everyone's doing it. There's now it used to be maybe what you could only you could only dip it. Now there's machines out there. There's people are getting more creative. Um, is that a top trending topic in the staining world? Um, well, I think I, I yes and no. So no, and first of all, you got to think fence guys. About ninety eight percent of fence guys don't want to stain anything. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to do it. Now the people that are that have been staining for years, that's been a topic for years. And then then companies obviously that specialize in doing fence and deck staining or, or or log home staining, that's a you know just a way of life for them. So it's it's common. So, um, but pre staining probably is is, um, I don't I guess we can't take all the credit for it, but I mm -hmm. guess we can take some credit for taking the mystique, taking the secretism out of the pre staining world. You know, we introduced the dump tag to everybody. We introduced the uh, the stain machine. Um, just to let everybody know, hey, you can do this. Most people try to keep that stuff behind closed doors um, just because, it, you know, they want to preserve the way they do business. And mm -hmm. we respect that. But at the same time, um, I think I think getting getting that information out into the public and um, sharing it with folks makes a difference. So. So, yeah, you know, the pre-staining, I think, is probably I would say it's more popular now than it's ever been before, um, particularly in markets that it wasn't popular, you know, that it was unheard of. Just one or two years ago, it's now starting to, to get a little popularity in it. So uh, that's a big thing. We've partnered up with a company called Gopher Wood, um, which is just pre-stained lumber, and they're using uh, you know um, our chestnut color for mm -hmm. that. And so big dealers all across the country, hopefully setting up for that. So if you need, if you want to, if you want to, you know, you don't want to do it yourself. You just want to buy it already done, and you just go sell a pre-stained fence. Check out Gopher Wood. It's a really good product. Yeah. Now, how would somebody reach out to Gopher Wood? How? What's the best way? 
Um, call me. I, okay. I'll give you a uh, go, go for what's got a phone number. That's probably even better. 615-529-1010. Super but, easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And go for woods on Facebook. That's a new company. It's, it's one of, it's one of the companies that we own. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be very transparent about it. We own the company and, uh, I don't run the company, but we own it and, and we got a great team running it. And so, um, that's strictly distribution. So you're going to have to find a dealer. Uh, you're going to have to find a dealer, uh, or a distributor to, uh, to do that. So here's where I yell at my kid and say, turn the light back on, turn the light back on. Uh, Craig Eubanks up in Indiana, uh, Caleb, we have an expert stain machine pre-staining two jobs next week with it. Uh, first time using it for a customer. Any tips that we need to know? Um, well, I would say if you're doing it on the job site, just, uh, take your time, strain. The number one problem you're going to run into when you're pre-staining fence boards um, is sawdust. So mm-hmm. you just need to get a strainer and you just need to, you know, when the, the stain, so the pre-stain machine, you put the stain in the top, it runs down over the boards, it rolls through brushes and rollers, and there's a drain in the bottom. So you can reclaim all the stain. It goes back into a bucket. So you can pour it back in the top. There's no pumps. There's no electricity. So, which is, it's really awesome. But um, with rough cut lumber, you can run into a situation where you get a lot of salt. And if you if you pour it back into the machine, you could just clog up your little your little uh, your little holes that the stain comes out of. So uh, if you just put a either a strain bag, a strainer bag, like for paint strainers, you can get them at Home Depot or any hardware store, or um, or they make some some you know uh, like hard plastic ones. Those work really well. Just filter it out. That's the main thing. If you're doing it on the job site, just throw a tarp down, mm-hmm. stain away. You can run the boards right through and hang them right up. If you're staining it in a warehouse or in your shop or something like that, you're probably the number one failure. I, I don't want to say failure because we're not having failures, but the number one thing, uh, room for improvement that I see is a lot of guys, they don't want to put those brushes down. So there's a top brush, a bottom brush. There's two sets of top and bottom brushes. There's a, a set of rollers and a set of side brushes. Squeeze it down tight. Um, you want to get as much of the stain off as you can for, for one reason is so you can reclaim it and reuse it. It's money, uh, make your stain go further. And two, um, if you, if you leave your boards too wet, it's going to take a long, longer to dry and you mm-hmm. could get some, you know, some speckles on your boards or something. So squeeze those brushes down tight, remove all that excess stain off and then, uh, go to town. That's it. Um, if you're saying that in, in, in your shop, Caleb, when you run that through a pre-stained machine, do you need to use the stickers like the dividers or can you just stack that flat? What do you, what's recommended so, there? <clears throat> so there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get down and dirty here. So, um, uh, so first of all, if you're, if you're on a job site, you just run the board through and you just stick it right, right up on the fence, right? Um, if you're in your shop or, it, you know, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing fence boards, fencing is very forgiving. So it's rough cut. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not like uh, smooth lumber that's going to be in a million dollar house, you know, on their staircase. Right. So very forgiving. So uh, if if you if you don't get your, your lumber completely dry up stain, you can just stack the boards up vertically for about 10 or 15 minutes just so that any drips or runs just run off the boards. And then you could stack them in a, in a bundle of wood and take them to the job site or bundle them up, whatever you want to do. If you're doing like some really high end um, stuff, you know, like maybe you're doing smooth cedar tongue and groove for, uh, for the walls of a patio or, or, a, you know, a, in a, like this wall behind me or something, you would probably want to invest into some kind of uh, 
uh, either saw something cheap like saw horses or some, you know, stick a top rail, two sticks top rail laying on the ground, lay them out that way. Or they make racks that, that look like, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of fingers sticking out and you can put five or six pieces on each rack. Those work. Uh, I said I was going to get down and dirty. And what I meant by that was you can, our stain is, is extremely strong. Our stain has more pigment in it than uh, anybody listening. And I, I, I dare them to uh, bet me on it. You know, and anybody who uses our product, they know that we have a lot of pigment. So if you're in a, pr- not, I'm not going to recommend this anywhere else, but in a pre-stain application, if you're, if you're running a pre-stain machine, some guys will thin stain with mineral spirits, thin it down a little bit and it'll just dry a little bit quicker. When you're staining a fence on a job site, dry time is not super important. Right. But when you're doing pre-stain, if you're trying to do production, if you're trying to, you know, hey, we got, you know, 7,000 boards to do today, we need to get them done today. Then if you add a little bit of mineral spirits into the mix, it can just help speed some things up. Um, and our stain's strong enough, it can take it. You don't want to cut it 50-50 or anything, but if you put 10%, 15% mineral spirits, uh, it's, uh, it's probably going to help you more than it would hurt you. Uh, Flanagan Fence said, we don't uh, stain much here in Connecticut, um, but we did use your product once on the tongue and groove job, and it came out beautiful. Um, that's a perfect example. Um, in my in my area, Caleb, nobody stained. It's not offered. Nobody ever did it. We would tell the customers how to stain back in the day, uh, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. No one ever did it. I can literally think of one job. Now, basically every job we sell is stained. Um, and, and there's a lot of ways I went into real, uh, deep detail, I think two weeks ago with Joe Everest, we were up at Tony Thornton's event in monkey Island or down there. And we went into a lot of detail on how to sell upcharge, um, a lot of different ways to go about it guys. And my, in my area, Caleb is very medium, like middle to lower class. So we don't have that extra money, but guy, there's ways around it. And I figured it out. Um, cause that stain, it, any fence board will take that stain very well. So what I what I like to do is maybe instead of offering that super highest end cedar, I can get a maybe a lower grade pressure treated, dry that out, stain it, and it looks beautiful. And they're getting a, a better fence for cheaper, right? Like it's yep. just a no brainer. I, I absolutely love it. Um, got a lot of comments. Well, here. you know, go ahead. Yeah, to be honest, if money's you know, it's something that that guys got to understand when they're selling something like this is is number one, if all you can afford is the cheapest fence, that means you definitely can't afford to replace it. Mm-hmm. So that means that person needs to stain and seal their fence more than anybody else. The rich guy down the street, he can tear it down 10 times and replace it. It's nothing. But if you have to save up for two years to mm-hmm. build this fence, you better save up and stain it too because you can't afford to replace it because That's- it is a big investment to you. So the bigger part of your life it is, the bigger part of your finances it is, uh, the the more obligation I think the fence guy, the fence installer has to uh, try to try to push the customer to go ahead and take care of, of getting it stained and sealed. If if the fence, you know, a lot of fence guys for years and years, we've fought with fence guys uh, just saying, you know, we want to stain, we want to stain, but the boss doesn't want to do it. Or we want to mm-hmm. stain, but we're afraid of overspray or we don't have crews to do it or we're too busy to do it. Uh, pre-staining is a great option. Uh, either, either you do it in house yourself or you buy an already pre-stained product like gopher wood. And it's a great way to, to lower the cost, get it out to your customer and, uh, really help save them some money. And who doesn't want a fence that's already stained? Yes. You know? And so, and, and I'm going to tell you what, if, as you know, I was in the fence business through 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, went through all of that, you know, the big, the big curves. Right now is the time where fence guys got to set themselves apart because the thing that happened in 08 
was there was a lot of layoffs, if you remember. Yep. Uh, all the, the job market blew up. Well, a lot of competitors went out of business in the business. You know, the guys who really weren't that serious, they went out of business. But there were like a million people who got laid off from work. So guess what those people all decided to start doing? We're going to become fence builders. Mm-hmm. And so so what happened was you would think if you if you lost half your competitors, you would think that the uh, you would think that the that that your prices could go up because there would there would be more demand. It was the exact opposite. Demand stayed that you know demand went down a little bit because a lot of people were out of work. But the you know we went from from making uh, you know however many dollars on a job it got cut in a third by one third you know or cut by two thirds we were only making a third of what we were before because there were so many new competitors on the market. So if that same thing happens again, if we're seeing a little bit of that, you're seeing people, new guys getting into the market, chucking a truck, like we call them, nothing wrong with those guys. Right. But these seasoned professional guys that have been here for a while, they may have to do things to se- you know, separate themselves. That's exactly the right. A pre-stained fence is a great way to do it without any risk or, uh, or any type of uh, you know, worrying about getting stained on somebody's Mercedes-Benz. Um, I, I see it a lot here, Caleb, in the last, what's it already, 2024, so four years now. We, uh, You know, and I say this not to be rude, but I see the COVID babies. These guys that come into construction, come into fence, making money hand over fist. You can't walk down the street without landing a job, right? Now they're dropping like flies. They're lowering their prices. I'm not lowering my prices, Caleb. We're raising our prices. We're bringing on more team members. We're buying more equipment. We're offering more service. We're growing at a breakneck, not a breakneck speed, but we're growing and it's healthy um, and it's controlled. But guess what? We're the only company that offers staining and I'm staining competitors fences. And now we're going to do this really big push for pre-stain. I got three units of lumber, four units, four and a half units of lumber in my shop ready. Once we do slow down, right now, I'm going to keep my guys busy for a solid month of just pre-staining. Um, and then we're going to hit the ground running come spring. We're going to run a big, you know, push our marketing towards we're the only company that pre-stains. First, we were the only company that stains. Now we're the only company that pre-stains. There's no mess. We come in there, uh, imagine your yard with no fence. And then when you come home from work, now imagine, you know, now there's no dig and stuff like that, right, Caleb? So now I can go in there and build a fence, start to finish, and stained. No in mess. In one day, yeah. In one yep. day. Like you, you guys, everyone's kind of, you got to get creative. Um, there's a lot of like naysayers right now. Um, that's one thing I wanted to jump in, but let's, before that, let's say there's a couple guys on here. Um, so talk to Flan again, any chance of color matching Caleb? They have a lot of HOAs with, uh, color requirements. We've got like 25 colors. So chances are we probably, yeah. probably already match anything that any HOA, any, any HOAs got. So. So the answer to your question is most likely yes. And another another opportunity, right, Caleb, to get in these HOAs back pockets. Mm-hmm. Hey, I yep. offer expert sand and seal. It's safe for your pets, families. No one in the HOA, none of their cats are going to end up dying, or you're not going to smell the fumes, you know, from four houses down. Nothing, and it's pretty. St- There's so many ways around that that um, you can you can really um, put set yourself set yourself um, well, the apart num- from everyone the, else. Well, the number one reason is because it looks good, right? Right. Dude, it's mm-hmm. I Caleb, all of our Benji has really taken care of us with our website and with Facebook. Um, we post twice a day now and we've done so many stain jobs. I can't tell you that they say I want this. And they send it, yep. they text it, they screenshot it and send it to my salesman. And guess what? It's a pressure treated on postmasters with pecan stain. Every time. There you dude, go. dude, every Beautiful. time. Um Perfection Fence, that's Todd Skolsky up in Boston. Uh, our, most of our work is pre-finished. Uh, they, 
they have an operation there, Caleb. If you're ever in Boston, you need to stop by there and uh, do they? It's it's an operation. I love those guys. They'll be in Nashville. I'll introduce you. Um, oh, cool, let's do it. It is awesome. I know. I think they're a big Benjamin Moore or something like that dealer. Um, but I said, hey, you got to talk to Caleb, right? Um, change some, their will change their life. <laughs> <laughs> someone uh, in the Michigan called me a Chuck in the truck. Yeah, I hey, hear you. Hey, I've I've always been. A, I was a Chuck in a truck for years. I think what I mean by when I say Chuck in a truck is is there's plenty of great owner operators. There's mm-hmm. one guy or two guys in a truck. That's not a Chuck in a truck. A Chuck in a truck is generally what we refer to as the guy who doesn't carry insurance, who doesn't carry uh, any any kind of liability on himself, who doesn't car- carry workers' comp, and who's probably not a fence builder, but he he'll do anything. Right. Uh, you know, and and it's hard to compete on that because they just don't they don't have the overhead. And, right. Uh, it, so it generally is. speaking, yep. when you're talking when you're calling somebody a Chuck in a truck. It can be taken derogatory, but we all get it. I mean, that's a good friend of mine. His name's Chuck, and he's a fence builder. <laughs> he's got a he's got a great fence company. But uh, that's the way it goes. It's it's uh, you you want to be able to set yourself apart from the guys who are two thousand dollars cheaper than you. Well, this guy over here is two thousand dollars cheaper than me. Well, the Chuck in a truck who's two thousand cheaper. He doesn't have insurance. He's not got a warranty. He's not going to be there. We're we're pre-stained. We're we're warrantied. We're we're background checked or whatever. Our guys drug tested. Whatever you want to say. Um, but we're, we're different and we're going to be here. And, you know, if, uh, something happens three, four or five years down the road. Um, one way I, I don't say Chuck of the truck, Caleb, uh, I like to say, uh, Dan Blanc in a van, the, the old Dan Blanc yeah. in a van. Dan, Dan in a, yeah. Dan in a van, right? <laughs> yeah. Blanc, Dan Blanc in a van, right? Not, <laughs> he brings us Dan's down, uh, Flanagan fencing. Uh, do you guys recommend anything for absolute solid black, more of a paint? I guess. I think you've got a good answer for this one, Caleb. Well, we have the blackest stain in the world. Some people call it. Uh, we have a, a semi-solid black. If you're putting it on a rough cut uh, siding or fencing, or it's it's just as black as night. If you're putting it on something smooth, you still see a little wood grain through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've got a black. It's called black. Flanagan fence. <laughs> check it. Check it out. It is. It's. It is. Yeah. It is dark. I like it. it I. You, if you if you put ahead. it, there's guys that that send pictures before and it's a brand new treated pine fence and then after it looks like a hole in the earth it just looks like a it just looks like a hole there so yeah it's it'll probably suit what your whatever your customer's looking for uh yeah flanagan fence do caleb do you still have those little sample cans oh yeah yeah absolutely give them give them contractors yeah i mean you can get our stain in lots of places steven i think steven's pipe and steel is even starting to carry it now but um the main thing is is if you need samples call us they're they're free for you guys if you need a sample um, we got it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what we're here for. We want to make sure you guys got it. And if you got that, that fan deck, we call them fan decks. It's just a sample. It's got all the colors on it. Um, that just might be the thing that helps you close the job because uh, not only did you quote the fence, but she got to pick out her color right. while she was there, you know, while you were there. So it's, it's uh, like, uh, it's like going to, going to a car dealership. I bought my wife a new Tahoe. Well, it's a year now. And they kind of like, they set you up, you know, they wine and dine and then they bring out like this color thing. They're like, pick your color. You know, and you it's can't like, hide money, man. No, you, <laughs> you got to do something with it, I guess. <laughs> but they're like, they're like, pick your color, pick your, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the, you know, she's happier than a pig in mud, and I'm like, you little sleazy little. But anyways, go to the fan deck. I'm like, hey, let's pick your color right now. Let's let's hold up this pecan to your house. Let's hold up to this black, um, chestnut, uh, sable, all those great color. Auburn, Auburn's kind of a, a hit for me here. Um, the last year or two, Caleb, um, 
One thing I wanted to hit on here, make sure there's no, it's called black. I'll grab a sample soon. Uh, Caleb, 2024, a lot of naysayers. I was listening to a podcast probably three weeks ago, and I swear to you, Caleb, I started listening to it in the first 15, 20 seconds. It's in the, it's in the lawn and landscape world. I listen to a lot of those. There's a lot of great ones out there. And this guy's kind of a naysayer, I feel like, because instantly he's like, 2024 is going to be horrible. People are going to lose jobs. Companies are going to go under. I'm not a believer in that. I think some people watch the news too much. I focus on me and my business and my team and our growth. Um, in your opinion, what's the outlook for 2024 in the fence world, the staying world in general? I think most people kind of manifest their own reality. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you sit there at the house and you think this is going to be the worst year ever, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at my house, I think this is going to be the best year ever. Uh, is, is, is there going to be some people go out of business? Obviously there's going to be people that go out of business is, uh, you know, we've been, you know, election years, I've been through a lot of election cycles in business. There's always going to be craziness during election cycles. This one we know from past is probably going to be the craziest we've ever seen. I mean, what, what are they not going to pull on, on right. the, you know, what's the world not going to see, uh, right now? It could be anything. And could it, could something, you know, could something, happen terrible could you know an asteroid hit the planet tomorrow and sure it could um but i'm planning for you know for growth uh, i'm planning for more locations i'm planning for uh, you know in our service business i'm planning for more dealers and things for for the products we make um i think we're going to expand it in economies you know why do rich people get rich in great economies and get richer you know in bad economies is because when everybody else is retracting and pulling back on the reins, they're slowing down and kind of looking around. The the other guys, they're going full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. What what happens when everybody calls and cancels their ad at the radio station? Well, the ads get cheaper. Mm-hmm. You go get them all for half price. What happens when you know when when guys aren't running estimates because you know well gas is kind of expensive right now. We don't want to run estimates. You know we'll just do them over the phone. Maybe everybody was doing them over the phone in 2020, 21, 22, 23. Well, now guess what? Maybe you do need to be the guy who actually gets in the truck now. And because you're good, because you're going to be the only one who did it. And so, so I think we go full steam ahead. And if, if we all do that, if, if, if we all go full steam ahead, then how can there be a bad economy? Right. I want to take a quick break to remind you that the only way this show grows is when you share or like the show. So please leave us a review. Also, if you haven't joined Staining University, the private Facebook group, it's a great place to learn stain and seal tips from thousands of contractors on the internet using every stain product imaginable. And check out our Staining University event. The next one will be February 8th and 9th in Nashville, Tennessee. There'll be hundreds of contractors there for the Staining University classroom sessions and the Wood Care Expo. So if you're serious about being a wood care contractor, you've got to make the trip to Nashville every February. Come see us. Leave your questions in the comments section, and we'll get to them in a future episode. Now, back to the show. Because you're out, you're out hustling. The next guy's hustling. The next guy's hustling. We're, we're creating the economy. We, we have power of the economy. It's us that makes it. So if we all sit there in our, in our basement and we go, oh, my gosh, things are bad out there, and peeking through the blinds, then it's going to be bad because you're sitting at home in the basement worried about it. So... I think stay positive, go get it. And, uh, you know, when, when all the guys around you pull back, you just take, take their business too. That's exactly right. Um, Andy Priscilla says it, said it just like you say it. Uh, 
he grew the most in 2008 <clears throat> when everyone else was pulling back and, hey, let's just ride out this storm. He's like, screw that. I'm going full steam ahead. I'm doubling down on marketing mm-hmm. and advertising. And that's what we've done. Um, and, and I see the benefit of it. We're still getting calls, Caleb. We're still landing jobs this day. And it's it's January, the first week of January. And we're in northwest Illinois. Like, we're basically Wisconsin. That's wild. Like, uh, and we're not slowing down. And I hear rumblings. I see rumblings of other guys struggling for work. Um, and, and I've been preaching it, right? I've been preaching. You got your website? Are you posting on Facebook? daily twice a day are you updating your google business listing right like all that stuff is basically free you could do your own website as long as you keep it updated um it's it's i've been screaming it forever and i think those that get it are benefiting right now yeah i think there's some areas that are super slow but they're still doing well and you know it could be a heck of a lot worse right you know i'm talking companies that used to run nine crews now they're down to seven okay well well you know there's a saying that um, a really, really good economy will hide the sins of a business. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, all these new guys you talked about before that started in the last two or three years, and I'm, I'm not talking bad about new guys. Right, I'm just right. saying if you started a business in the last two or three years, you, you were born into an economy of if you just answered the phone, you would, you would most likely get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what happened was those guys would answer the phone, they get a job. Wow, I got a job and I'm making really good money on it because there's so much content out there now about margins and things like that. So people can come out of the gates in a really strong economy knowing where their numbers need to be. So they're making money. Most of us didn't grow up like that. Most of us grew up in a bad economy and we didn't know how to get our margins right. So we were starving to death. Um, these guys walked into a little bit better economy and and it was just a different, a different playing field. And so they didn't have to go out and chase a hundred leads and follow them up and track them down and, and, and really follow up with them and, and put on their, you know, their best foot forward and be the most best dressed, best looking truck, best website guy, because the economy was so booming. There was more work than there were people to do it. And so how many calls raise your hand? Give me a thumbs up in the comments here. If in the last three years, some, when things were really booming, somebody said, you're the only one who called me back or you're the only one who uh, answered the phone. We all got those calls, right? And and a lot of us got work just based on that. Well, the guys that were new who had one or two crews, or even nine crews, however many, they they didn't have to fill their book up. They weren't filling their books up with nine months of logs. They were like, "Hey, I got a job today. Two or three, you know, maybe I got two or three jobs on the books. When I get those done, I'll get some more." Well, the guys, the the little bit bigger companies, the more established companies, we're trying to build a backlog, and right. so what we're seeing now is those guys, they just don't, it's not that they don't know what to do. It's just, they've never been here before. So they're running into a situation where used to, all I had to do is answer my phone. Now it's more competitive. Money's a little harder to come by. It's not harder to come by. This is a normal economy. Mm -hmm. This we're still in a great economy. People think we're in this huge recession. We're not. The economy's fantastic right now. Go, let's go back to 2008 or let's go back to 1980 or something when the interest was 20%. Right now, the economy is fantastic. It corrected from where COVID was, right. but we don't we don't really want a COVID economy because it was all fake money. Because you were maybe you were charging twice as much for your fence, but you were paying you know five eighths times more or 60 percent more on your material or a hundred percent more on your material. Mm-hmm. So were you really making more money? You're, you know it was. So right now we're in a good economy. People are going to you know if you have to work hard for your money, money was coming free at that time as well. Right. So you could, you could buy a house for 200 grand and then sell it for six fifty. 
right? Or put it on the market for six fifty, and somebody offers you seven hundred, and they, you know, yeah. you In there was a lot hours, of yeah. yeah, it was free fake money. And so, people, what do you do when easy come, easy go, easy right? Go. Right now, it's not so easy come. So people are going, hey, let's make sure this guy's a, you know, let's make sure, you know, now. So so okay, let me slow it down and back it up. So before the only guy who answered the phone. Just hire him. We need it done. Just hire him. He's the only guy that answered the phone. The money came easy. Let's just get it done. Well, now all these people aren't getting as many leads. So what are they doing? They're answering the phone. What are they doing? They're following up. They're calling back just like you. Mm -hmm. So now you have some competition. This is normal. And then also, so when there is competition, what do guys start doing? Well, this guy got his truck wrapped. Well, that guy got his website done. This guy's paying per click. This guy over here is on Angie's list and he's responding immediately. This guy's got polo shirts. They're looking clean cut. So you got to understand this, this, the, it, we're, it's like somebody lays a bet down and the other guy goes, I raise you. And the other mm -hmm. guy goes, I raise you, I raise <clears throat> you. That's competition. That's capitalism. That's healthy capitalism. Mm -hmm. Bad capitalism is when two or three people can come in and monopolize everything. You want competition. Um, you just have to understand how to respond in it. Like, like you can't be world champion, uh, boxer or wrestler or jujitsu person without beating some people right. you got to go in there and you got to beat them and it's not going to be easy to win so i think that's what guys need to think about this year is it going to be harder than it was in 2022 yes it's going to be harder um but you'll you'll be proud of it you know how many things that came easy were you really that proud of but when you're when you're growing up and your dad made you do something hard mm -hmm. or you or you did something hard in school you won a wrestling tournament or whatever you were proud because you had to work for it so i think guys just work your tail off if you'll outwork other people, but learn, but now we've got a lot of content out there as well, where we learn to be balanced. We learn to do these things and prioritize our health and our family, do those things too. And you can win, I think in, in most areas of life, if you really try to just prioritize that stuff, but no economy is going to be good at my house this year. I, I, I agree. Um, I'm horrible <laughs> at tracking stuff. You know, we're really putting an emphasis on that this year. Um, back to Joe a couple weeks ago, he tracks it, has tracked it for many, many years. And he said, we are right back on track of pre-COVID numbers. Phone calls, the jobs were landing 100% across the board. We're right on track. So he's not worried. Mm -hmm. He's not scared. It's just like you said, it's healthy competition back, right? Um, the COVID babies, I think they're dropping. I, I do. Um and you know here locally caleb i probably i'm I'm losing some jobs uh but they're not my customers they need the fence in two days well that's not how river city fence works we're a premier yeah. fence company um we do things the right way right we pull the permits we pull the locates we bring in the highest quality material with the um the, the greatest installers that i can find um i've never had a better crew ever 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 i have a zero turnover rate caleb so we're doing things the right way and i'm confident in it we're expanding in new markets uh, so just like you my the economy at river city fence fulton illinois dude uh, i'm excited for it i like a little competition so, well this is actually really really good because how many how many guys did you see that went into um covid maybe they've been in business 10 years they really had their processes or systems dialed in and they had three crews covid hits they understand what's going on. They hit the gas. They've got 17 crews on the backside of COVID and it's all paid for. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want. So now that you've seen, now you've seen COVID, you've seen that economy, you've seen the Trump economy. Now you know what that looks like, but you also know how dangerous it can be, right? Cause you've mm -hmm. been through COVID. Now you're going to go through, Oh crap. 
it's going to be harder to make money in our business now. We got to get our processes in. We got to get our follow up in. We got to get our CRM working. We got to get all these things done. Maybe we need to make a better warranty uh, because the other guys have a better warranty. Now's the time you dial all the processes in. You get really, really dialed in. You get really frugal on, hey, fill the trucks up in the afternoon, not in the morning, because in the afternoon, it's a three minute stop to fill up the truck. In the morning, it's a 45 minute stop. So you start studying these things. You figure out, how to uh, you you get you tighten everything up, and then next time we have an economy like that, when it comes around, you're ready to go, and you'll you'll be thankful yeah. that you you went through the hard times so that you can capitalize on the good times. Because a lot of guys just came through COVID and they got a new boat, they got a house, you know, they got a little money. But imagine coming through COVID and 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 there's two or three more zeros on your net worth, you know, and you can do that if you if you really pay attention and take care of all those little holes in your bucket in your business. Uh, so that when that economy rolls around, you can really pounce on that opportunity. Absolutely. I love it, Caleb. Um, anything, give me closing thoughts, Caleb. Anything you want to add as far as the staining world, fence tech, staining university? Um, but, man, we like it. I like it, Caleb. Um, I'll be over in the media booth, so stop over. We'll we'll record a couple things. They got me set up right. Um, I'll be over there with all those guys, Dan, Nathan, Joe. So, uh, dude, fence tech's going to be out of control uh, I'm excited. I was talking to him with uh, Matt Sheridanda with JC Fence and Elite Technique um, earlier today, and man, he's. I'm like, dude, I, I don't want to party, you know, or nothing. I just wanted to be business. He's like, come on, come on. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's gonna be fun, man. It's everyone's talking about it. Everyone's excited. So uh, I'm excited. Well, to remember, see what man. I'll, I'll, yeah, a lot of guys. A lot of guys do go to these shows to party and and. Which, when you get a little older and a little wiser, yeah. I think, you, and you watch, and, and I'm not talking so much about myself, I'm talking about the guys that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Watch the older guys that, that have really done something and probably are doing what you want to do. They're not partying, man. Right. They're, they're, they're drinking water with lime in it, and they're, <laughs> they're making, because guys, let's be real. When, when, did the, when are the deals made at the, at the show? Yep. They're not, they're not made at the show. We're all busy working at the show. We don't have time to talk business at the show. You know, it's pleasantries and give me your card and we'll follow up. If you're really interested on something, you get the information. But the deals are made at the at the at the meet and greets. The deals are made at the restaurant. The deals are made in the hallway. Um, so, you guys, if you're drunk, if you're if you're stoned, you ain't gonna make any money at Fence Tech, right? So, if you're if you're gonna go to the show, go there with a plan and say, hey, you know. Go there with a plan of who you want to meet. Study the the floor layout. Yep. Find out you know who's the mentor you would really like to to know and talk to. If you're looking for a mentor and you're drunk, he's not going to talk to you. Nope. Um, and because you're going to be a waste of time to him. And uh, if you're looking yep. for yeah, if you're looking for you know who who who's got my money, like Grant Cardone says, who's got <laughs> who's got your money at the show? Show up there with a plan, man. You wouldn't go to battle or to war uh, drunk. Why why would you go to this? Because this is our version of it. So. Um. Uh, and one thing I always kind of preach, dude, that the show floor hours, you blink and they're done. Like you can't yeah. go in there just farting around. You got to, um, you know, you get to start talking to this guy, this guy, this guy, then you, and then they're turning the lights off on you. It's a, you got to go in there with the plan. Like Caleb said it and, and you want to hit here, 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 and here. Cause before you know what it, it's done. Um, and I don't want to call it a waste, but you, you probably miss some opportunities there. Well, it's probably a good thing if you're bringing your team is to assign, you know, as you're trying to grow and scale your business, you need to give the leaders in your company uh, opportunities. So you probably need to have a meeting a week ahead or two weeks mm-hmm. ahead and say, hey, what do we need this year? What are our weak points? What do we need to learn? What equipment do we need? 
you know, and so maybe everybody there comes away with three, you know, three things that, that will help us in 2024. And then maybe you put them all together and you pick two of them. Um, but you, you know, there's, don't go, I mean, you can get on the internet and see anything you want for fencing. So don't go if you just want to see a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have a plan. Let's go there. Let's, let's do something, do something that's going to impact your kids or the next generation because you can find it at Penn State. And, and one last thing, Caleb, the education side, there's like 50 plus classes this year, 50 mm-hmm. plus classes. Um, it, it Man, if, if you go there and don't come back energized, there's something wrong. You better check to see if you got a pulse because there, there's something wrong with you. I hear you. I love it. Caleb, thank you so much. It's going to drop Saturday. Appreciate everything you do. Um, take care of the podcast for the Saturday episode. Expert saying Seal, Nashville, Tennessee, Sane University, February 8th and 9th. Going to be a great time. That's absolutely free. Um, and again, that's arguably one of the, uh, Joe and I had this discussion literally a year ago on his Saturday Live. When we both came to consensus, Caleb, honest to God, that that's out of all live events, expert staining seal. If you're new in business, you're struggling in any way, shape, or form, You, it's not just staining. That staining university is probably the um, event you need to attend. Me, uh, Joe and I both came to the conclusion, like we both agreed on it. So, um, get there, um, learn, grow. It, it's awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Cool, man. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for all the guys who spend time with us. Thanks for listening to the Stain and Seal Experts podcast. Please leave your questions in the comment section. We read all the questions and all the comments. So thank you for joining us. Again, find us on your favorite social media, like us, share us, and come and check us out at Staining University.